It's a shitty band. And that's why ah. I blocked him. And that's why mm-hmm. I blocked him. And that's so, why. <laughs> that's why. Hello, welcome him. to the 40k adjacent show. I'm your host, Rob. And I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Val Heffelfinger and Falcon from mm. the 40k Stats Mind Hive. Where he Blurb. Burb. The burb. Pete's tired. And Val is awake. So uh, we haven't seen you in a few weeks. So that's nice having you back. <laughs> He's kick punching. Uh, which is exciting. Thankfully, there's Kick very little. Punches all in the mind. Are you about to parappa the rapper me? Because I will. Holy go down this shit! Journey. How did you pick up that reference off of Kick Punch? Kick it's all punch, in the mind. It's all in the mind. If you're gonna beat me, I'm sure you'll find the moves I teach you. I show how to beat you. But listen up, you're gonna listen to teaching like a punch. Yeah, that's the whole of parappa the rapper first round. Let's what go. Can we continue. <laughs> Stage two. Let's do it. <laughs> I think we've done it. We've done we've it. Done That's it. it. Jason's show is finished. We have we have reached singularity. I can't believe <laughs> anyone not only got a prop prop of the rapper reference, but was able to do the entire song. Excuse mm-hmm. I could never beat that level. Hours as a child. Fourteen <laughs> hours a day. Just try to come on, Parappa. You've got this. Uh, it's like one of, the, uh, one of the earliest rhythm games, I think. Uh, really well, good game. Really good game. Anyway, um, let's cycle backwards. Falcon, how you feeling? Bit tired, babe. Oh, terrible. I just feel awful. Why? Just bo- body, mind, and spirit. Just torn down by no sleep. Were you thinking about all of the poor fellows out there having to repaint 240 York boys? Oh, no. come on. I was think. I well, I was. I will say. I spent a lot of time last night thinking about all the people that got Dominion boxes and how I wasn't one of them. <laughs> That's about it. Like oh, I Pete, really, you're finally, you're finally on Twitter. Like you see how yeah. it, how it sounds. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't, okay. I don't know. I think it was so weird. I didn't realize how many people get GW product for free until they sent out like what feels like a million. Dominion boxes. I saw YouTube channels yesterday unboxing <laughs> Dominion. I don't even think they know what a Games Workshop is. Like, I have no idea. Yeah. They're like, we got this thing from this dude. His name's James. Um, yeah. It's pretty cool. Let's open Unbo- it up. See Unbox Therapy is like, yo, we got this dope, uh, I guess, uh, uh, the miniatures. Uh, I actually saw, I the, the, uh, I saw the guy on Hot Wings interview in a Dominion box. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hot ones. There's hot ones the good the joke. Whole thing. Thanks there for finding the good joke. Oh. Thanks. <laughs> so, um, uh, if on. you're listening, send me send me a pot grot. That's all I want. Send me a pot grot. Send me the shaman. That's all I want. Listen, I know you're not going to use the models anyway. Said not Sam. to be not to be that guy, but you guys are like MetaWatch contributors. We did. Um, we did like, contribute an article. We did, do, once. we did do an article once. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. isn't that isn't isn't that like uh, like yeah? Uh, doesn't that qualify? You? I feel like as creative di- director of a network, I should be getting a little little. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah, I think well, I think you should. I mean, I know well, why I don't get anything. So why why didn't you get anything? Well, I'm just a really sour fellow. Yeah. No. <laughs> he's upset all the time. Even when he's well rested. Matthew, what the even, fuck? The wicked even... keeper has returned. <laughs> what did he just do? <laughs> he donated fifty gift subscriptions. Good lord. Good lord. Knocked out, 
Keeper knocked out Rob. Just oh done. Oh my god. No What a legend. Yeah. What a legend. Yeah. Um uh Pete, continue with uh why you uh, <laughs> don't get Oh this. that's I just assume that's it. I just assume that it's because I don't like uh I, I talk too much about numbers and not enough about how pretty models are. Which by the way, they are beautiful. I w- like <laughs> Yeah, just gorgeous. Wink. They are. They're very nice. Uh, Val, um, uh, Nurgle Matthew should get one. You should get uh, a Dominion box at this point. We know why I don't get one, uh, because I turned them down when they offered me free things. Um, you and that handsome, smooth-talking guy. The, mm. the one who's always talking like this, and is just such a nice fellow. Who's that he's guy? A, he's, a, mm. oh, he's always smiling. And we bought a large statue recently at his son, or a baby. Winter's minis? Dark winter minis, midwinter minis, midwinter minis. He tore up his NDA. He tore up his NDA like Sinead O'Connor. You know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. Looked mm-hmm. ice cold mm-hmm. in the in the, mm-hmm. the camera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He didn't do any of that. He wasn't happy about that. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of Dominion boxes out there. Um, it goes on pre-order soon. But I got to look at the rules last night, Pete. And... Yeah, I saw your video. Oh, you watched it. Of course I did, because I'm very interested in your opinion when it comes to Age of Sigmar. (laughs) (laughs) Who's getting payola now? What did Rob slip you for that one? (laughs) No, I just listen to the specifics of what he said. I'm very interested in your opinion on Age of Sigmar. (laughs) 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 Thanks, mate, Marty 8 Hoy. Thank you for subscribing. No, Matthew, thanks. You're a crazy man. Uh, You're amazing. The, um, what was I going to say? Uh, the rules are pretty fucking good, man. I, oh, that's I saw. Yeah. You seem like, you see, like you're you're never positive, so I was quite <laughs> quite impressed. I'm sure he's tested positive for stuff. Oh. Yeah, that... <laughs> 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 Pete loved that joke. <laughs> I did. Hey, <laughs> man, I'm just I've been swinging hard today, and the there was a nice hole in my heart, and that that joke filled it up right away. <laughs> filled it up. Uh, <laughs> there can be no more sadness. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I mean, it looks pretty exciting, which uh, uh, like I'm keen about. Sad news is, it looks like the Potgrots, although the powerhouse behind all. Uh, you know how 40k has? I would. I don't know if this is true. There are kind. It feels like you two can correct me on this. It feels like there are two main forums of discourse in 40k. There's obviously mm. competitive Warhammer Comp 40k on Reddit, mm. and then mm. there's also the Comp 40k group on Facebook. That feels like the two melting pots of conversation. Uh, it, would you agree or disagree with that that sentiment? That's probably right. Yeah. I mean, public conversation, sure. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm not talking about the the Dutch rudder circle jerk of the ITC organizers group, of course. Yeah, I'm not whatever that is that what it's called? Or is it just yes, called the Dutch Yes, that is explicitly what it's called. Well, I mean, they're a whole team, the double Dutch rudder team. Um, quite good. Most most of their players are pretty. He thinks I'm joking. But, is there a double uh, Dutch rudder team? Oh, yeah, yeah. there is. 100%. They're, and they're out of Utah, too. Yeah, the Utah double Dutch rudder. Like, and it's a bunch of like old grognards that are just awesome. Um, but yeah. Okay. Continue. Well, um, uh, the uh, the the point is, uh, in Age of Sigma, wow! Don't get upset because I mentioned ITC like it's in a jokey way. 
Like a jokey way. Don't get mad at me. It's shit serious. Okay. It's serious. <laughs> well, anyway, in Age of Sigmar, it's face, it's WhatsApp groups is the kind of main. Uh, there mm. obviously are all. That was Facebook. actually what I was referring to. A bunch of like mean girl chats where everyone talks nonsense about everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Age of Sigmar. But are the Age of Sigmar groups, this is super 40k Jason, are all insanely different like the stormcast one's like very serious and you only discuss the rules and you can't talk about anything negative or anything like that yeah however the ogre one has descended into just adults sending pictures of their dinners every day yeah it's gone completely off the rockers that seems on point that seems on point for an ogre chat though this feels like what i would want yeah, like that's my point. That's what I'm trying to get at. They descend into whatever they are best. Like, and then also, um, uh, the Gits one is full of true maniacs, like true <laughs> livid maniacs. The Beast of Chaos one, high on mushrooms all the time. Yeah, they're just mental, right? But the key one, I joined the Cruel Boys chat last night. Very excited about oh, that no. for the Cruel Boys. First thing I came in, I was like, Cruel Boys, let's go. And someone went, fuck off. And I was like, I'm home. I'm fucking home. <laughs> I mean, this could have gone way worse with with this. So that's I'm happy. I'm happy. It was really good. I was very happy. Anyway, 40k. Val, how Speaking have you of been? Boys. We haven't seen you in a while. What have you been mm. up to? What have I been up to? Yeah. Oh, you know, just birthing a series of shows that sure Pete talks smack about in various secret chat groups that I just <laughs> referred to. Mm-hmm. Um, All of them, in fact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's been a lot of fun. We've been trying to get some some versions of shows out, but you know, when you when you create something, Robin, you will know this that you know it enters the world covered in goo and pooping itself, and mm-hmm. over time cleans up. And I, I like to think that that's how how we're doing. Although I actually think we've done a little bit better than that. Dig it over my head, Pete. Just full disclosure here. Left myself a lot of editing to do on 40k Stat Center. It will come out. <laughs> It will come out probably when it's still relevant, ideally before the next show happens tonight. But there's a lot of pieces. I got the interview with Rich Kilton. Nice. Which was really nice. Just really added this wind in my sails, the interview with Rich Kilton. Can you Um, quickly uh, contextualize the interview with Rich Kilton as to why he got interviewed? uh, Rich Kilton won the Utah Gamers Alliance GT with Orcs. Mm -hmm. With With Orcs. Yeah, yeah, I saw. Very excited. I just thought for the audience. Um, yeah. Well, who doesn't know Rich Killaton? Or Killstons? He carries the mail, Rob. He carries K- the mail and he delivers carries it. An, and it's... Carries an entire codex on his back. That's Is right. Is he Kevin Costner from one of the best and most underrated films of all time? The Postman. You know, I never saw The Postman. Oh, oh, you were going with Postman. Okay. Waterworld <laughs> is just, just great. I mean, what it's not even also great. Mm-hmm. Perhaps mm-hmm. Dennis Hopper's greatest role. Some say Easy Rider. I say Waterworld. He's Where's... very good in Waterworld. He's out of here. <laughs> He's livid. At the Waterworld. <laughs> uh, 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 Nikos in the chat is giving a shout out to Falcon. I watched the Bo Burnham show on Netflix and I lolled a lot. Uh, you weren't here last week, Val, but uh, me and me and the no, but Pete, I watched it. Uh, but me and the Pete had a kind of a bet at the end that he might have watched some of Peep's show. I don't imagine. Uh, Tin Cup is also a great film, Jimmy Connors. Uh, great shout on Tin Cup. Very good. I based um, uh, a lot of my life on Tin Cup. <laughs> just keep trying. Just keep swinging, <laughs> regardless. <laughs> Break 
everything that you got except for the garden tools. That's what I that's what I learned from Tin Cup. So that's kind of Pete, the question. That's a glass of vodka, everybody. Yeah. Did you no. watch okay. Peep Show, Pete? What? Did you watch Peep Show? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Shit. Hey, when I was scrolling through things to watch on uh, on Amazon Prime, I saw Wayne. I like I I witnessed that Wayne exists. Mm-hmm. And you skipped it, didn't you? Oh, I mean, I. You son of a gun. Good day. How you do? I've been working my way through Better Call Saul. After this, will be win. Okay, that's fair. I like, guess. Uh, Bob, if it makes you feel better, I read a third of the Peep Show Wikipedia article. <laughs> that's not what I wanted at all. I got, I got to the end of the main and recurring cast, and I was like, "This is going to be good." And I never thought about it again until you just asked me. Shit. Okay. All right. So we must constantly. Twitch audience, YouTube audience, podcast audience, continuously tweet Pete about watching Peep Show. And then also, uh, you got a shout out from Nikos in the chat who said that he loved Bo Burnham. Um, so if Oh, so good. So depressing. I like watched it, it. Yeah. It hurt my soul, but it felt so good. Such a good show. Yeah. There was a. Um... There's, he just released one of the tracks off of it, like he does a song, and I can't even remember. It was like it was like a really to the internet. Yes, absolutely mm-hmm. staggering and beautiful. And about halfway through, I was like, he's doing this alone in his apartment because I had no context for it. I just like yeah. clicked on it. It's an amazing and, special. Uh, Welcome yeah. to the internet's great. Um, uh, white woman on the internet or white woman on Instagram, also great. Like, there's a lot of really good stuff. <laughs> I'm in. Talking about white women on the internet. Let's talk about white men on the internet. Um, uh, how did people respond to the or new orc boys? How do you feel about it? I feel that works. That's generally uh, the. I feel like you almost segued properly. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. We, we like, went off the road for a minute, and then you were like, "Well, we will correct course somehow." I'm sure. I feel like there's 40k stuff I'd want to talk about today, so I'm in. Talk Let's about go on. Journey. Go on. Take us through, me and Pete. It. Yeah, me and Pete will react. Go, go, host us. I kind of want to ask you about your shows, but anyway, we've somehow oh, go ahead. hit that. What you got? I just want to know what you started. I just want to know what you started. A uh, little bit of, little bit of. I'm going to say heavy license with the Thursday show. I'm pretty bold to take up a whole day. Let's call it that. I was scared for a second that your show on Thursday was called the Thursday show. <laughs> yeah, you didn't check. Is it? <laughs> Is it? Uh, but no. are you actually the thursday show no no we're the 40k spy center now forever i'm rebranding it like officially that's the name of the show because my uh my stomach has fallen out of the bottom of my my butt um the uh the answer on that was i wanted to call it something like cool and like strategery like well everyone poo-pooed it but i wanted to call it state of play and I thought that'd be fun. FLGN state of play. Because then they come in, they do their analysis for the weekend, and it would be like mm, stuff that Pete would call stupid. And then um, <laughs> we I would. Uh, would have like sort of like a like a serious show. And then they all, they're a bunch of bros on that damn show. And they're like, no, that's stupid. No one knows what state of play means. I'm like, what? And then they're like, we want Thursday show. I was like, what? And then they demanded it be called the Thursday show. So it's the Thursday show. Yep, and then we tried to do some stuff with the overlight, and um, I don't know, we'll work on it. I like I like the TVs, the bar room wall of TVs idea, but we got to move the camera a little better. Hey, um, do you want some constructive feedback 
or Please. just positive feedback? Because I'll give you positive feedback all day. No, I don't want. I don't want your lies. Oh. I, don't, I don't want your lies. This is the okay, honest. I think you want the truth gamer. either, pal. I mean, whenever I yeah, tell you anything, I believe you're just like, well, fuck you off. You don't I'm tell like, me the truth, Pete. <laughs> All the time, I'm like, you're like, hey, did you watch the show? And I'm like, nope. And then you're you get real sad. That's Rob. <laughs> you're confusing me with Rob. <laughs> I don't get sad about it. I'm persistent. It's been a year of me pushing Pete. So far, I've got on Peep Show. I've got him into a third of a Wikipedia article. That is another step. This is me tink up in my way through life, Val. Let's go back, yeah? It's another yeah, strike. Like I say, you gotta, every, only, all you got is a seven iron. You're going to get through it. All right, here we go. I'm ready for my constructive my constructive criticism. Let me get adjusted here in my chair. Um, the overlay looked like the uh, poster advert for Johnny mm. Mnemonic. Oh, perfect. That's not even an insult. <laughs> okay all right you take that how you want to take it <laughs> i thought you, i thought you were gonna be mean you're gonna give me a compliment <laughs> amazing uh that's that's as far as i'll go with it i don't know what you th- pete what did you think of the the tv overlay he has a tv overlay i adjusted our overlay today i actually expanded mm. how big the 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 crew is on the uh on the screen, yeah. some people may it looks real notice. clean. Actually, this is the opposite. This is very clean and uncluttered. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. I went for that, but anyway, uh, okay. I don't care about how things look. I just care about the content. And um, Adam, Alan, and Paul are really good at talking, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, that makes me happy. So um, I'm told that it's super ugly. Yeah, it's fine by me. Yeah, look, I get. A, I had one. One. The one show that we that I've invested in is tonight. It's grim after dark. It was actually designed by somebody, uh, and I hope it's actually good content as well. We'll have Brad Chester uh, on as the first guest ever on it. It's hosted by... He's a guy who won uh, Atlantic City Open. He's a pretty good Warhammer player. Um, and it's hosted by John and Danny, who um, are from Mob, Mob Rules. Rules. They're still doing Mob yeah. Rules. Yeah. Um, and Mog Rules. Mog Rules. And Mog Rules. Yeah, the and Final funny Fantasy guys. show. They're funny guys, and they're not mean. And that's what that's what's important is they're not mean. I don't know if that's true, but I mean, are they you hit part doing, of it. Wait, are they doing something called Grim Dark After Dark? Wait, Grim. What's Grim After Dark? The Grim After Dark. Grim After Dark, and they're really nice. Is it like a yeah. like a like a comedy thing? Like a yeah, yeah. They they are very nice fellows. Where's the, uh, where's the Danny grim looks fit? like a potato. Where's the uh, Grim bit well, fill in? I think it's just like forty k. I think it was just supposed That's to be. It's it just a play. It's, it's like a late night theme show. That's all. It's like a late night theme. You know, yeah. you have that. You like guys have like. Uh, you sent James Corbin over here, and I think he's. Uh... <laughs> yeah, like we said, like we sent prisoners over to Australia. That's all, James. There does seem to be one guy who's always in YouTube clips who I think is a late night host in the UK, and he always has like four celebrities on like a bus stop Graham bench. Norton. Graham is that Graham Norton, Norton? who's a fucking okay. treasure. Whoa, I like him. Easy. I think he's okay. Looks like I found. Looks like I found. I don't know if he's been on Peep topic. Show before. I haven't. I'm not seeing it in this article. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what 40k stuff did you want to talk about? You had some. You sounded like you had something. Some hot goss. Did I? I think I also said James Corbin. Uh-huh. Yeah, not 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 the politician though. You you meant the comedian Corden. Yeah, he's the next. Corden. He's, there you go. He's, <laughs> Corden. 
Gordon, he's the next. Uh, he's the next guy that's going to get uh, Ellen DeGeneres, or however you get it. You think he's mean? You think he's actually mean? He's fake yeah. nice. Yeah, he's a mean girl. That's too bad. Mm. That's too okay. Bad. All right. Well, I I'll tell you what. I'm actually not mean. Mm. Pete and Rob, yes, they are very mean. That's that's clear. I think. So, did you uh, know that the theme tune for the first series was an original composition by Daniel Pemberton and is featured on his TV pop music album and can be heard on his MySpace page? Didn't even know that still existed. From the second series onwards, the theme song, the theme music is the song "Flagpole Sitter" by the American band Harvey Danger. Little known Ooh. fact: "Flagpole Sitter," one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, so, continue. Just you're gonna really enjoy Peep Show, Pete. That's all I'm gonna say. Like um, now that I know that it's flagpole sitter, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I have eight tweets since you said this. Are you a big Harvey Danger Peep fan? Show. <laughs> um, you're fucked, Pete. If I rally I'm, Twitter, like, I, my I DMs just say, are just please watch Peep Show, but it's all Nikos, so <laughs> I, I I can just block him and I'll be okay. So I think <laughs> the we'll be fine. Second person to block. <laughs> Um, I just want to say that uh, shout out to Fat Dingo, who's in who's in the chat right now, also known mm. as Richard Hughes, who's been um, the guy responsible for things like the overlay and actually making sure that these shows actually happen at all. Rob, Fat Dingo, don't be mad at me. Like it's not my. I don't like. Don't be mad at me. He's the creative director. He said I want it to look like TVs. You did that. That's not on you. Okay. There's well, a I whole bunch of faux out. pas that occur from creative yeah. directors. Yeah, you're just the, the fingers. <laughs> yeah. No, he's yeah. actually the. If if we had a minute of content, it's because Rich, Rich, Rich helped so 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 much. And Go, Rich. Just big shout out, Rich. Big love. Massive, massive, massive. Was he was massive. on the phone with you the day? Hmm. Yeah, Rich was on the phone. Yeah, we never solved that. By the way, is the audio is still screwed. Anyway, let's move on from some, um, from technical um, directing. Um, let's talk about Orc um, Boys, huh? Yeah, okay. Let's, what do you want to say about Orc Boys? Talk about it. I don't know. I'm excited. I think it's awesome. I, I am also too. they they look about I don't know, they look like they're not gonna be towering over existing boys. We'll have to see. They look like they're the same size, they're just not bow legged. Like that's literally looks to be like the only thing is they 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 put their knees together. They had some kind of like rock between the knees scenario done to them to fix their posture. That's really about it. Yeah, the uh, I mean, they don't. They just look better. Yep, I like it. I'm into it. Um, I'm, I'm going to buy thirty for sure. Not, not to be um, insightful in any way. But do you feel like it might be uh, like uh, a tad disingenuous of Games Workshop to have shown us the profiles of the Snagger Boys? And then, indeed, the Orc Boys. But having shown the old Orc Boy, maybe encouraging people to pick up old Orc Boys before they then uh, show us the new Orc Boys. You think that maybe, or just just some clerical errors by a, an overexcited intern uh, pushing the buttons on the million-dollar company's uh, advertising page? One of the two. Eh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think there would be a conspiracy there, Rob. Okay, well, that's I think that they. They have, they have, uh, they like to release things in an in in an unusual way, very slow drip 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 drip. drip, drip. Well, I'm very Although excited they, about the oh, boys. Sorry, carry on. No, I was going to say they they have confirmed that our our, our box set with the Beast Nag is uh, pre-ordering in June, July. July. Yep. I'm That's excited. Cool. I'm, in three weeks, I'm going to be all in on trying to get one of those. 
Yes. Maybe. Yep. The Beast Lego box. Same. Same. I oh, would. Yeah. Uh, although, <coughs> I, like, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit concerned that I might be paying for the book um, uh, as well as the model, so I might hold off. Uh, ultimately, yeah. Like, um, yeah. Yeah. you don't I, want to offend your principles. Well, no, no, I just more mean that the book isn't like I. Ex- I assume the book is gonna get updated or changed, or I don't know what the situation is. Uh, like, but like the model, I'd like, I'd like. What I'm saying is, I'd like pure money for model conversion as opposed mm. to any like book sort of stonks invo- involved in my money. Uh, so I'm hoping it's. Uh, but Rob, yeah. But Rob, you mean you? You don't want. You don't want a limited edition or codex? I mean, you, have you got one? Uh, this isn't the new one. This is this is the sucker edition from the last time around. So you better believe I'm I'm throwing some good money after bad. Okay. I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to that. Are we all going to be orc players? Pete, you're going to play orcs. I mean, I've I've dropped probably like 500 bucks on orcs in the last two weeks, so I hope so. Nice, nice. Yeah, uh, uh, that's amazing. I'm very excited about that. That's fun. Um, we could just this could just show in if you want you could just turn the show into a, a, a orc tactica show every week. Like, no, oh, <laughs> <laughs> not no, our style. We, act, we would actually have to have good orc players to do that. Well, who could we have? Yeah. Thanks for resubscribing, OJ. Happy Tuesday. Um, Although Rich, Rich is a mailman. I mean, he's probably awake, you know, in time to do the show. Yeah, I mean, he's probably delivering mail as we speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He could, we just have him on an earpiece as he's like whistling his way through his route, Fighting saying hi dogs. to everyone. Yep, getting chased by dogs. Well, the, there's an interesting kind of conversation with the Snagger Boys box and also the Orc Codex because another thing maybe you want to talk about is the official Games Workshop event pack has been. Oh announced. yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's kick us off. Wow, you're too excited. What do you want to talk about? What do I want to talk about? I want to talk about um, how much I really, really love it. Okay. I really, right. I've, I, I, I'm pleased that um, I don't know. But obviously, this is a, a Mike Brandt joint, or at least very, very heavily influenced by him. I would assume it's written by brand. him. It's on. It's very on brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Pete described it as basically the Nova Pack. Uh, somewhere, but I don't know how accurate that really is because I feel like he's he's evolved some of his stances since Nova. I feel like there's a lot more on conduct in there. You don't think so? He doesn't think so. All right, please take it away and disagree with him, Pete. Good. I just think that it's the Nova pack, but like with a little bit of filtering for GW. That's it. But I'm happy with it. Like I'm not actually mad. I'm super happy about it because uh, we went from having nothing to having something. And mm-hmm. it's the thing we've been asking for like, for like a year and a half. And I don't think it's terrible at all. I think the terrain layout, some people are a little confused because they look like either super thick to, or or uh, super sparse, depending on who you talk to. Um, I think they're going to be just fine. We've seen pictures of Mike Brandt's table, um, which is, um, in case you didn't know, exactly like the layout for uh, sh- uh, shown in the, uh, in the descriptor. And... Um, it's hard to say. We'll have to see how it actually plays, but I think it's going to be fine. I think the that for what I expected, um, and maybe my ex- expectations were too low, I, I think it will work. Um, I like most of the conduct stuff they've added. Um, it's it's mostly com- common sense situation. Like, hey, this is what we're going to do. Possible exceptions. The uh, the fact they had to put in a 
a rule to make Jim Vessel relevant again. A um, little disappointing. That one I didn't think needed to be in there. Um, but other than that, yeah, like I'm, I'm actually happy with the whole thing. Okay. I, if I wasn't so tired, like I'd be, I'd be a little more jovial. But like, yeah, it's. I think it's a big deal for us to have something like this. Anything so, at all. So for some context for some people out there, uh, Games Workshop is running a series of tournaments in the USA, and oh, what yeah. they've done, and what they've done is they've put like specifically three. Uh, these are their roadshow uh, events, and they've put out a tournament pack as you would do if you're running a tournament. What's a big deal about this, obviously, is this Games Workshop's first official tournament pack outside of Warhammer World, which everyone in the nor- mm-hmm. uh, that everyone in the whole world ignored. So it's kind wow. of like the the first kind of like look at what maybe official tournaments might look like, and obviously then that gets thrown against um, like standard tournaments. So I'd ask, I'd like to ask you two about how what differences are there between what you consider to be a standard ITC, maybe FLG as the standard maybe uh, tournament. If they're not the standard, generally, what what differentials are there between the two at the moment? Like, is there like what are the, for the for the for the audience? What's the standard on and what's the difference? Go on, Val. I'd say that this is much more robust. I, I would say that they they cover a lot more ground in this um, than a lot of tournament tournament packs do. Um, I think, especially with regards to conduct judging calls, um, that's that's been beefed up a bit compared to other places. One concern I have with with the way they've worded it is, for example, they have. They've sort of gone with the mentioning of penalties and, you know, ramifications for for going offside of rules or doing things out of line. Um, but it's all judges' distra- discretion, which is the first step. I think that's I think that's okay. And they maybe ha- will have an internal way of of making those calls, but they haven't gone with an attempt at like codified rules of conduct like ITC has done. And honestly, at the stage that we're at, I'm not sure that it's not the better way to do it um, because it's very hard. Uh, we don't we don't have like professional judging or, you know, really a really heavily tested, um, you know, series of conduct policies. Like there, there is the ITC code of conduct, but it's still pretty unwieldy. I mean, um, it's, kind of, yeah, the ITC code of conduct is like, please just be nice to each other. Like when you it's two pages of, of, of that. Right. It, like it's not wishy washy. The ITC code of conduct? Have you looked yeah, at it? Like, yes, I have, and I just wish that it was more direct in many more ways. Well, it's so. all—it's pretty granular. Like, they have a lot of—they have a—it's more than two pages, and there's a lot of like, you cannot. This is a, what a dice foul is, and subsection dash two. It tries really hard to be like the the rules of golf or like the rules of soccer, but it's—I don't think—I don't think it's just there yet. It needs needs work. Also, if you were to try and enforce it to the letter be very difficult because no one's really aware of it um so Uh, i think having having explicit judges discretion is good i think it's amazing that for example they have a a basing uh policy for 40k here from from games workshop that hasn't happened before in fact i've heard things like will never happen and they haven't said that you can't use models that are on the wrong basis but you do have to get them approved so there's the opportunity to say no Thanks to the Essex hobbyist uh, for raid uh, for being here, but also to Gus the Hut for raiding us. Um, I think you two like. There's a lot of minutia like that we can discuss through the the terrain, um, the fact that you can only have minis from Games Workshop, obviously, like which is fair, obviously, because it's their own event. But there's a lot yep. um, that to talk about, you know, because. Um, and I think that they've been really specific. I know you guys were talking before. I think they've been very specific with you can't. So they've got some leeway to be like, oh, you kind of can, but like, 
if you can't from the back, you can kind of drop down. But I kind of want to reference, I think, this in terms we can all understand, because I think that's one of the things we get lost in sometimes when we're all three of us are so heavily involved in it. You two have watched Derry Girls, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. okay, I like where this is going. Go ahead. Okay, good. This is something we can all understand. So, you know, in Derry Girls, there's your central cast who you want to hang out with and they're super fun. And then there's the, not protagonist, but then there's the there's the girl in the school who gets on really well, well, tries to get on really well. She's the, she's the, the whatever, she's the head girl. Um, and she's, uh, she's always reporting them for doing this wrong or doing that wrong. Do you know the one I mean? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, I imagine that the difference between going to a Games Workshop event and an independent event is going to her parties, is what I'm trying to say. I think it's, mm-hmm. I think it's like being best friends with a teacher at school and doesn't sound fun. I guess it's like a cheese and wine evening at parents' evening. And I get that there's a lot of parents who play Warhammer, and I get there's a lot of adults like who have kids. But honestly, that sounds fucking awful. Is the only way I can describe it. It sounds like hanging out with your mum and dad when you're 14. You want to go away for the weekend and you want to have a laugh. And then there's a fucking bunch of adults in the room. They're like, well, maybe you can't have a laugh. And you're like, this fucking sucks, man. And that's all I can think about. Yeah, they just sound wank. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) See, well, you go to a lot of you go to a lot of like actual warhammer world events so i can't comment on that but on yeah this, and, and this... that's and that's my point they fucking suck you have to like if you ever like you ever roll I, i'm a very vocal person so like sometimes you're like you got that one save you need to make to win the game you roll it's a one you're like fuck and then but like they're like oh, you cannot swear uh, here please i'm like everyone <laughs> here is like, so loud <laughs> everyone here is 30 years old like, <laughs> like who am i offending like what the hell for like, the record i i do not see any uh, comments in here about uh, a prior restraint, which uh, the Supreme Court has roundly rejected the United States many times, as the subject has told us. So I don't think you have to necessarily worry about it too much at these events, Rob. Um, I would say that to immediately criticize them about being um, a bit square with their rules pack when nice. I've been begging the world to please be more square and like and specific in rules and and policies around tournament play so that we can be a bit more serious about it, I think I'd be a huge hypocrite. So that's why I'm very much in support of this. Hey, it's, I, I, I understand your feelings. I understand your feelings. I just think, you know, like, like, like Monica Geller says, Val, you know, you're on her side. There's no fun without rules, is there? The right. rules make it more fun. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And it's been a long long road though of like getting there with with this game and these and these these events i think like even just let me look at the that is seventh edition was just actively mm, no we're not gonna do rules original aos we're not gonna do rules yeah just rules. figure it out the rules. and now and now we're here and it's just it's just really nice and i can only i only feel like kudos are deserved and um they're gonna do these they're gonna knock out these three events and then hopefully you know, you'll have road shows in the UK and in, in North America. There'll be merry bands and circuses traveling all over. We'll all be holding hands, skipping, singing songs. Right, yeah. guys? Yeah, they do that at church, too, but I don't go there either. Uh, Falcon. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, hello. Feel, how do you feel about it? Uh, like the, the tournament pack as is. Is there anything that stands out to you as like count, contrary to independent events that you enjoy? 
Sorry, I broke. Um, I think there's stuff that's contrary, but I expected. Um, their way of dealing with time is 100% like the Nova way of dealing with time, where they just like yell time at you. Um, and then, but like to people, like if you talk to anybody that's actually attended Nova, they say it actually generally works out. Um, you know, basically everybody else in the world has moved to chess clocks. Um, or just accepted that they're going to have the, their games all slow played. Um, <laughs> so, like, I really wish that we, we could have acknowledged chess clocks in the pack. That's just something, even if to just say, like, hey, if it's really bad, we're going to put one on instead of being like, we'll figure something out. Like, I, that would have been something I would have loved to have seen um, in that pack. But overall, I, like, I don't really have to, like, I, like Val, like, I think it's, it's not a home run, but it's like a, a an inside the park, you know. It's a double. They they banged one off the wall. I'll give it to them. I'm happy. Uh, can we good. translate that to European? Um, um, it's like um, when you're playing cricket and you hit a hole in one. Exactly. <laughs> you just we you we run between the two points on the field really fast, really fast, a really fast. Classic seven iron by and a ninety-seven. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I imagine you'd be a bowler with a googly ball, uh, Pete. That's yep. what I imagine. It's how I imagine yep. you'd bowl. I'd put tar all over that sucker. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting shredded right now by chat for being happy about this. Um, well, that's fine, you guys. I still love things. Still a heart that beats passionately in here. It's a heart that beats passionately inside me as well. I've just been to Warhammer World events. I've been at events where time is called, like Pete says, and it sucks. But I also kind of agree with Sir Callum that I think personal responsibility needs to be something that's pushed out more. I like. I really don't understand why we don't have more like rugby uh, refs at events, like Neil. I think that's one of the reasons. I think Neil Kerr and also WTC has a good system. Let me just finish my point. Is because like Neil and is an ex rugby player, and rugby lads don't fuck about. They're like, you listen to the coach and you shut the fuck up. Like, sorry, you listen to the ref and you just, you don't, like, there's no, there's no arguing. Like, if you start arguing with the, the rugby ref, the other players on your team tell you to shut the fuck up. It's not hockey. Yeah, it's not like, I don't know, like getting, I don't know, American sports. Not getting in the umpire's face on the linesman. It's the, what the fuck is, do they have in hockey? Like, the hockey guys are like. Ref, yeah, you, you don't argue are, with the ref. You don't you argue guys are like, ref. you two fight. And they're like, all right fine what is that as a sport it's strange it's less it happens less from what i understand i don't watch hockey um oh crap where was i gonna go with this oh what i was gonna say is actually rob i think this this approach to judging is a lot closer to the way wtc does it okay um which in that it's, it's a lot more like we're gonna put all of our trust in the in referees really who are going to try and and make calls and common sense reactions to the, the scenarios as they appear mm -hmm. rather than having judges who have a series of rules that they judge whether or not you're breaking them. I don't know. Um, I don't know which one it like as the game evolves, I think eventually you, 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 we will go more and more towards actually codified rules. If it gets more and more serious, cause you just have to, cause you'll get in, you'll just be inconsistent within the event with how you make judge calls. And they're very explicit about that, but each, each ruling is its own thing, right? So everything yeah. is its own thing. You cannot, if something happened over here and we rule it differently over here, mm -mm, that's just the way it is. And that's how some games are done. And I think that's fine because they've at least committed to 
a direction. They've addressed conduct. It's not just like everyone be nice. Personal responsibility, guys. I've seen that in the chat. Doesn't work. We're not personally responsible. We're human beings. We're stupid monkeys. We're going to like be jerks to each other. We're going to use too much time on purpose or by accident. So like, I think this personal responsibility stuff <laughs> society teaches us is not a thing. Mm. Um, anyway, so yeah, I think, uh, I think it's, I think it's really cool. I agree. The chess clocks thing would be great. List submissions would be great, but these are, these are things that, um, is it lists on the day? It's lists on the day. Um, lists on the day, bring nine paper copies. Bring nine paper copies. These, so these are. How these are hold on, hold on. So sorry, the nine paper copies are outputted from where? Um, uh, like how were they? How is the formatting? Because like Val, I know one of your things. Says, it's I actually. Says, of, hold on, one of the things that you push for a lot is standardized formatting of event lists, sure. specifically because that helps your friend Pete out, my friend Pete out. Like mm -hmm. so, like what is the formatting? For these paper lists, can I write my list on four napkins, nine napkins? The so, answer is no. Oh, what do we what do we use? Um, but actually, so continue here because I want to read the the wording on it because I think it's clever. Go ahead, Pete. Well, I mean, it's just that they recommend the forty k app, but you can just do whatever. Honestly. Oh, that's good. It's good that you could do whatever, so you can use Battlescrap. Yeah. Like they're just like bring nine copies of your list. We recommend using the 40k app. If you're looking, we need the, you need to have the most up to date rules, which you will find on the 40k app. Unfortunately, not 100, percent but Army, they're getting yeah. there. Army list so. should be presented in an easy to read format, such as Army list exported from Battleforge and Warhammer 40,000. The app, so such as, not must be, which wouldn't surprise me. Honestly, wouldn't be mad about it if it was accurate and worked properly. Um. Uh, List on the day is the worst, though. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Not a big fan. Not a big fan of list on the day. But the, both both list on the day and chess clocks. These are like uh, very Mike Brandt things. These so are things the that he what's really. What's the cutoff day on the rules then? Uh, that's all explicit. I think two weeks. Oh, that's good. Uh, publish publication date of August seventh. Actually, that's not two weeks. Let's see here. Um, August seventh. So that's one week. That's that's tight. That's tight. That's super tight. <coughs> that's that's a week tighter than most big events. So, um, but then you end up with events like you had at the weekend ACO, where like they were all operating under. It was a large scale event, but mm -hmm. they were all under operating under old FAQ stuff, were they not? Yeah. So they went with a three week. <laughs> three-week cutoff, which is kind of like par for the course for these big, big events. We saw it with Nova, the last Nova, where they didn't use the Space Marine supplement, even though it was a, about a month old um, when it when it happened. Um, usually LVO holds to three weeks, although the they usually will allow FAQs almost right up to the date, unless it forces list changes, which is kind of what happened here and why they chose not to go with it was because of the you know sweeping point changes they got in FAQs um, that they wouldn't have gotten normally in the past to fix Drukhari. So uh, yeah, I that, understood yeah. that one. Um, yeah. A one-week cutoff is, is very interesting because by then there is no FAQ for anything. I'm, I'm curious. We'll see. Uh, I mean, the the benefit here is they know they know their codex release schedule. So theoretically, they'll they won't drop a codex like eight days before the event. So, <laughs> well, the, aren't the dates set in stone 
Uh, the schedule mutable. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, would say that I, I wouldn't be. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there were some awkward releases, nonetheless. Because obviously, these I would two just schedules. They, they didn't do that. I would hope. Um, I just want them to not. It'd be nice if they didn't. They have um, the ability. What I've been trying to say is that the chess clocks thing and the no list submission things. These are these are closely held um, positions by the TL Mike Brandt. Or like the global events coordinator Mike Brandt, I've argued. With, I argued with him about these things the last time Nova happened on on well gently on Stat Center. I let him explain his position on Stat Center, uh, but privately I've argued with him about this. They're just things that he really really believes. And up until Pete really was kind of standard. I mean, until until <laughs> there was a a group on the internet publicly shaming people so that we could actually get the information and data accurately. And efficiently, even in advance, sometimes um, there there was no list submission in North America in advance. It was day of; like people would tweak until the last second, um, mm-hmm. and that was that was normal. So this is this is a bit of a throwback to that. It's a step backwards, I think. Hopefully, in time, the same thing will happen. People will say, "No, we we want to have our hopefully list submissions are become an important thing." And eventually they do it. Because if people want it, they'll do it. And I think that's why it's happened elsewhere. I hope that they're just fun for everyone involved. I hope everyone has really nice times, like having a great time. That's what I hope. Like, uh, And I think that the pack should be trying to create that, which I can kind of see why this submission is on the day. If you're just pandering to the crowd, makes it much easier for them. If you don't care about the validity of the results, like... It doesn't really matter, right? You're like, oh, like, you know, is someone going to check all nine copies of those paper printouts? Of course not. Like, um, they're not. So there's it's very abusable there. Like, but that isn't the point that they're trying to stop. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to create a sport or create a t- serious tournament circuit. They're putting on an event for people to show their gorgeous little models and run around shouting things like "war" and for the emperor and. No, they're the heretics and and all that other jazz while wearing cargo shorts and sandals. Like that's what they're there for. They're there for the adventure. No, I I couldn't agree disagree with you more here, Rob. I'm so happy. This is normally me yelling at Spice Center, but I'm here. But I can't disagree with you more because if that was true, this would not that this would not be the pack. Like if that was true, you wouldn't have a, a, a bracket set up so that you know you have one sole winner at the end. You so this is the frustration that Pete and I have always had about Nova is that structurally it's one of the most competitively set up events that there is. They have standardized terrain. Um, they have uh, they they have things in place to try and make like they they always get to one winner. These are these are unique things that out of its time. It's win loss, not battle points. There are all these things that we take for granted now that Nova has done for a very long time. It was set up very competitively, and then they just. There are a few last steps that they have to take, I think, to get there. But this is set up as an actual tournament. Like, there's nothing flaky about this this pack setup. Well, they all um, are, right? What do you mean? Like, like all all competitive all tournaments events, are flaky? All events are set up as competitive events. You just said that this is so that everyone plays with their pretty models and 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 yeah, are, yeah, yeah. And their toys. That's and that what is, I think. That's fake. what I think about most events anyway. Oh, okay. Well. 
All right. Well, that's what I think I started this with. This pack is actually more robust and more detailed than a lot of current tournament packs. My, in the point, was, my point was is that things like lists on the day and, and chess clocks and other stuff is, is scares off, is scares off uh, the crowd. And the crowd is what creates the groundswell for ticket sales and is what makes you be able to host events. Like, you're, you know, you're selling McDonald's food. You're not selling, uh, like, uh, top-tier food. That's not what you, that's not what you have. Maybe... Maybe a guy, a, a Corton Bleu chef or whatever the fuck they're called, turns up and gets himself a, a Big Mac every now and again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, it's mainly for your Big Mac eaters, is what it is. Although they do a really great veggie sandwich, if anyone's interested. Uh, Filet of fish, if you're Episcopalian or whatever the, they call it. Isn't that a religion? Pescapalian? <laughs> <laughs> pa- pa- Pescapalian? What is the word? <laughs> Episcopalian? That's great. Clip that. that was a fucking amazing line. That what's the word? Intended. Rob, what's the word? Pescatarian. Pescatarian. Thank Pescatarian. You. You're right. Oh, yeah. I did combine that with Biscuit Episcopalian? Episcopalian. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> that was fucking great. I love that. All right. Uh, uh, Pete, you looked at the terrain pack. Uh, did you have any thoughts on that? Because I loved it, personally. I loved it just because it's an example that I've been asking for for a year and a half. Like, same, that's it. Same, same, same. Yeah. Like yeah. there's there are people out there that are saying it looks too thick just based off of the like the the top down view they've given because the two the four large ruins they do look massive. But um like there's a picture circulating now of Mike Brandt's table, which is like I've said earlier in the show, is like an, a carbon copy of what the setup is. And you can see it's not it, it it almost looks like it's it's barren, but it's he's got these glass um uh, basings to all the ruins, uh, which makes the which gives them a, like a, a wider presence. The real big thing will just be seeing it in practice more than anything. Just like get it out there, get the practice. But the fact that we got anything is a, a beautiful thing to me, and we'll just have to like see how it actually plays. I'm actually relatively confident that this will be fine. Um, I feel, you know, for everything I've disagreed with Mike Brandt on, I feel like he he knows what a table should look like to play. Um, and that, that's my hope at least. So I'm all in for this. I'm all in for having like an example of what, what they think is the way to go. And the fact that they're, you know, at least being like, um, you know, this isn't how everybody should play, but this is how we do it. I'm a okay with it. Cause at least we have kind of like a baseline. Um, and that's a big deal, especially after, um, seeing the tables at ACL, because I think yeah. that, uh, for the most part, other than uh, one or two setups, they were pretty barren for ninth edition. So, Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's it's the FLG terrain sets, and I don't. I think they need to be updated for ninth. Um, there were a couple of them that were already pretty lax from an eighth edition standpoint, and uh, the way ninth is, like, it just it's going to lead to feel bads at lower tables, so oh. and higher tables, in my oh. opinion. So okay, that's rubbish. Um, I didn't know. I didn't know that. I thought I saw some pictures, but I was like, oh, okay, right, that doesn't look like yeah. a lot, but. It's it's one of those things where you really like one thing they do, which is great in the GW pack, is they state like depending on your deployment, the terrain shifts, and they have the two examples. I'm am w- wondering if there's going to be more, um, but like that is something you really should be doing with ninth edition because of the different deployment styles. Unless you're going to build a, a terrain setup that's so thick you don't have to, um, being able to just shift terrain even slightly uh, to afford better deployments is is like really key in this edition. So. Um, that's something that I'm really hopeful for the next FLG tournament that they, they put together. Like, Hey, if you're running on this table, everything shifts 45 degrees or whatever. If you're on this mission, something like that on top of adding like two 
decent sized bits to each table. I think that would help a lot. That's fair. I I just wanted to ask: Am I having a fever dream, or did was that an LV was that LVO twenty twenty where they did have like shifting, like they had shifting? Yes, the last um, LVO train? they um, for the top one hundred tables, they had like um, they had examples of how the terrain needed to look for the different missions for the different okay. deployments. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I I thought I remember that, um, but I'm, which was what I was hoping they would have done for the, for this um, for ACO um, for ACO, and they, it didn't happen. Whatever. It'll be hopefully something that gets corrected. I I, I do think that that's a, that's an integral part of this edition right now. Um, but we're not really here to, to talk about ACO. The this pack. I I don't know if I I just can reiterate. I I like it. No chess clocks. Little sad. I see some people in chat being like, I don't understand why you need chess clocks. It just, it helps. But the Nova thing, if you've been to Nova, it does generally work. Being able to just shout out like, hey, you're supposed to be on round three. If you're on round one still, like get a get an adult type thing. Mm-hmm. It, it generally is going to work out just fine. Um, and uh, yeah. They had, I'm, they had ch- see, I think at Nova, they finally did have chess clocks back pocket for if they showed up. They did. And you were behind? So they, they had it in the in the pack. If you were behind it by a certain amount, um, you could request a chess clock or judge's discretion. They would put one on the table and mm-hmm. split the time evenly for the remainder of the the round. If you if you asked for it, um, so that's. But this one just doesn't doesn't like have that in there at all. It's fine. It, I'm hopeful that in the future that'll get added, or maybe this will just work. We'll not have any issues and everything will be beautiful. So we had a couple of issues at Super Series with uh, games going to time. Uh, there's some good conversations on whether or not it was a mechanics issue or whether or not it was a player issue. Uh, me and Dan, uh, who I had actively judging uh, the last round, so for the final, um, uh, which is obviously only like four games, but I had a judge for all four games, which I thought was uh, pretty decent. Uh, and Dan's also going to be a judge for the Age of Sigmar Six Nations, so he's got some good credos. Um, and we had like a big, long kind of like debrief after me and Owen and a bunch of other TOs and, and the guys running the event, which was a really fun time. And it's really nice doing it on a really small scale because you don't have to you don't have to worry about like trying to manage hundreds. You're like, what does this look like on a small scale? How does it work? And what do we need to do? And even in that setting, we were like, cool. Uh, after round one, if any of the players don't make it around uh, by finish round four, um, we're going to note it down. Um, and then the next one, they're just going to be like, if, if that persists, so there's only three games as well. If that persists yeah. for any other time, they're just going to be docked points just end conversation um like and it and as simple as that um because that player is then at fault um uh and then th- that applies to everyone because you can't just like uh, my, my in singles events my 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 100 feeling is uh you just say uh you guys both lose this match zero zero um fuck off like that's why i think in singles events i think that that's just quick and easy um and you're like oh that really that really uh that really detracts uh for top players who play against a, a baby seal but I don't know why you're making them play seals anyway. So, like, that's true. Why, why, why are you giving them a free win? Uh, like their path to victory should be the hardest possible path to victory. Which is again why I think all competitive events and the large scale that we see them in. Val, just kind of like reround to my point is I think that they're just beer and pretzel events. I think that there are a whole <laughs> bunch of sharks at the beer and pretzels events. Don't get me wrong, that would kick my ass at 40k or in Sigma all day. Mm-hmm. Okay, like I want to be super clear about that. But like they're beer and pretzels events because you need as many numbers as you can because the business structure of it is you need as many people at the, as possible to make it really viable. That's what you're yeah. doing. They're, yeah, they're open events. So like, yeah, yeah. I think they, they, they're literally open events. So yep. yeah, but they're also unseated, which I think 
honestly, it should be that the better you are, the the like worst you're for, for you should be guaranteed an early early round easy win in an open event um based on some sort of seating mechanism i think that'd be great but i couldn't agree with you more on that front that that events right now have reached probably like in in this style this is about as as far in the line this is about as serious as you can get and i think to actually add like real competitive constraints to it you're right we we need to probably like boil down the the player pool find a different model which is why i've always been super uh supportive and think you're on the right path by creating the broadcast to attract the good players and add that like more serious format on top because i think that that's probably the path to having really serious tight events one or it's a path um, but these are opens right so you're gonna have that mix and so yeah compromise will be there yeah Anyway. Yeah, and I mean, going with a potted system helps a little bit with this. You have to, you know, that your day one is going to be um, quite possibly like a seal kicking if you're a top level player. Um, but then when you're your day two, once they pod you with, um, you know, sixteen or fifteen other players that um, have the a similar uh, win path and record as you, um, that tightens things up. It it depending on how big these events get, like it works very well. Um, we'll just have to wait and see like how big they make it because there does come a point where there's very diminishing returns on on using a pod system. So, Wait, can you go? So I'm um, I've never actually played at an event with a pod system. Um, yeah. Can you can you briefly just like what what is the the pro and con? Actually, I have played Warzone Atlanta, which they don't do pods. They do it for like prizing at the end, so you actually yeah. are still just playing whoever you would play. But like so, but pods are pretty controversial, and I I think they're a way to sort of address what Rob's talking about. So why is there yep, diminishing exactly. returns on it? So diminishing returns is um, look at like a six hundred player event like LVO, right? Mm-hmm. You can play five games at LVO in a row um, and never once play somebody on your level because mm-hmm. there's so many people there. So even That's if you I have three and one ones. It's like having like the same the same win path and record as somebody at a, at an event that large, um, like just like the the mathematics on it, it will eventually like you'll have a decent amount of people that they have to wait till they get to like that shadow round before they play their first um, you know player that may be on par with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like a two hundred and fifty six player event um, where you've kind of hit that like that key number that you want to have where you can do four rounds and then you can assume that most of the players in your pod are going to be of an equal a measure it, it generally works out right um so this kind of style of day one it's an open you play four games you get your record and then you get dumped into a 16 player bracket and then that kind of ekes itself out afterwards um it generally works i would love to see it be more like a five game before you get potted i think that would um, help a little bit in this regard but um like there's a symmetri- like it's symmetrical this way doing four and four so another oh, go, go ahead no go on mine's mine's if if it's mine's a bigger kind of rounder point as opposed to oh. like following this on so actually there, there's also another thing that I think they're doing here and actually Warzone Atlanta is also doing something similar to try and um, have cake and eat too which is in this one that the basically the last two games are only for best general consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, and like everything for like your normie um, really concludes at the end of of day two. So after your six games, which is still that's still a big tournament, right? 
Um, and then if you want to, you know, make a run at winning your pod or winning best general, you play on two more games on Sunday. Warzone Atlanta is doing this thing where on front is basically you buy an extra ticket to compete yeah. for best general and you play on Friday. So everyone who wants to actually play the full slate of games plays instead early and you add your wins from that day to your win total coming into the weekend. It doesn't change anything other than that. So basically anyone who goes three and zero on that day is now in contention to potentially win best general going through the weekend, which is another interesting way to do it. I think the best way of course is to have different tournaments for different skill sets, but, um, yes. uh, but we I have to like implement an ELO system. I think for that to work, it's a whole yep. thing, which, which is well, easy, totally technically but, feasible, but yeah. Oh, yeah. So th this doesn't help the point you were just talking about, but it does help the kind of Chescott conversation, which I saw Gitley having in the chat, because he's, he's quite against it. Honestly, I just don't know why rounds aren't longer and armies aren't smaller, like for a comp army. Like, if I, like, yeah. if I honestly thought... It won't thought, matter, un unfortunately. Well, like, anyway, I, just, I just... I just, Yeah, well, okay, well, like, I'd like to hear why. Honestly, I would. Yeah, like, because I just don't know why it's not just 1,500 points. Like, and I get why it's not. People just want their toys or whatever. Yeah, and like that's the standard, but it just seems unmanageable in some situations. And I and I honestly, like, if you were being like, what's best for the customer? Like, I just think they'd have a more fun time with fifteen hundred points. Like, simple as. Like, I think you can play games fast, but I don't think so much. Again, are you running an event or are you running a sport? Like, I spoke to the guys in the briefing the other day. I was like, look, lads, this, is for, this isn't just a final for a thing for you guys. We're trying to set a benchmark for an audience and also for people to kind of know what's going on. Like, this mm -hmm. is very, very important that all of you pull your weight and you be serious. Dan ran around and was like, look, you've got to finish your games. You've got to do this. Like, whatever the situation, all that stuff, very practical and important. But honestly, if the games were 1,500 points, I doubt, I doubt we'd have had to put much, much push in there at all. Like, I really do. I think that you really, the game, like, it's kind of like uh, the parameters. Uh, anyway, that's my point. I was just going to say, it's like engineering parameters, right? They're like, like this is the, this is the safety standard, like, here. And then everyone's like, oh, what if I just push it right to the safety standard? And it's like, no, put it below the safety. Like, operate at 80%, not 100%, basically, is what I'm kind of thinking. Pete, why, sure. do you not think, why, why do you not think lowering the points would help? Because... People are people, and it doesn't matter. We've seen it in the past. Um, like, it will help the 80%, right? But the 80% okay. aren't why we have the chess clocks. They never were. Right? Oh, okay. the, the, the chess clocks are there for people that, uh, like, abuse the system more than anything else and for that small few that don't understand how long it takes to when, when they're shooting the shit. Right? Okay. okay. Like there's this whole concept of time where when you're doing something, you don't realize how, how like how much you're using, right? So there's a lot of people that don't realize when they're standing there like staring at a model and talking about their last Saturday night um, that you know they've they've plowed through 15 minutes, yep. right? Trying to make a decision, and the chess clock reminds them of that. That the other big thing is that like there are players who will very much abuse time if they have the option, like yep. and. It's not like, like there are so many examples of it, even at big events where you can just watch a stream where it gets to round three and you know, you just know that it didn't have to. Like it could have gone much longer. And if somebody had been able to, uh, to clock that person, it would have helped a lot. 
Um, because oftentimes the second person, um, the person that's not wasting time, sorry, there's a mosquito like right in my face and it's fucking bothering the shit out of me. Um, <laughs> like they just don't notice, right? They don't understand. Like there, like there is a level of play where you just don't understand. And then you end up getting this guy that's like, well, I know that if I can make this and like they used to be open about it before we started chess clocks, people would openly say, I know the only way I'm going to win this game is if it ends on round four. Yep. So we're playing for round four. And yep. and then they just do things to make the game go longer, and it's shitty. And then you apply the chess clock. And here's the thing: like you don't need a chess clock at every table. Exactly. I don't even think that's true. I think you could, if you know, like if you know what you're there for, that's fine. If we're if we and if we move to a spot where every game is competitive, like I think a lot of us kind of want um, to have this, like, like Val said, like a separation of open versus like invitational style events then it's not as big a deal because you can just chess clock all of the really competitive guys and all the people that are there for fun don't need it. Isn't that um, weird, though? Fu- like, fundamentally, like, though, I, I think that is what already happens at events. Like, just because there's chess clocks on the yeah. table. Like, guys, like, pe- people who are who are there and, you know, don't want the stress or, like, just don't care that much if it doesn't go the distance. If, and if they win, then they just don't bother using the clock, right? And And that's fine. I think what needs to be there, though, is if one side... For example, in that event, in that situation where where it's um, like a, a player who's there to actually try and win versus a player who maybe doesn't know what they're doing, um, you know, or is taking their time, doesn't realize how long they're taking, all that stuff. It's important to have the chess clock there so that 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 other guy doesn't lose his opportunity to win the event because either they didn't get enough battle points or they lose because of what turn it ends on or any number of, of things. And we've, as a community, been through all of the other options they just don't work as well as chess clocks. D- dividing the time evenly is a solution. Um, and I'd say probably the fairest one, too. Uh, your point about points, though, I think regardless of how long it takes, I think I think a smaller game is always a more competitive, tighter game. And so knocking knocking 25% off would be just better for, for the quality of the game, I think. Um, we wouldn't know that without trying it, of course. But um, yeah, I think that's why I think it's mutually exclusive. I think both are, are good and both would be improvements to a competitive format. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, it's interesting. It feels it feels like Groundhog Day, this conversation in some ways, like a lot of the time, because it's one that's consistent and is a persistent problem. I do think someone made the point in the chat, like why, Pete, your point about the 80% versus the 20%. Like, um, it seems odd to penalize 100% of the people for a percentage of bad actors. Like or intentional bad actors or a strategists, if you will. Yeah. For another and I guess, example. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, go on. I just don't see it as a penalty. I don't. I have. Yeah. It is very like it is far more rare that a chess clock's a penalty than anything else. Uh, like just far more rare because you're most people are finishing their games anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that aren't uh, often don't care. And if you watch like a, a top table of uh, event, sometimes. Um, like there are guys that are, that'll just know, right? They're competent enough in their ability to know when you're when you're cheating them, and they'll say, "We don't need the clock for this because I know I'll finish in time," right? It's generally for like the bad actors, or like the other thing is like there are just people that don't know. They don't know how much time they're using. They just I, they're completely oblivious, and both are uh, equally important to have the clock for. I would say Rob too. Like one of your things is like. Um... So this is the personal responsibility bit, like know your stuff, be able to complete the game if you're going to an event, all that kind of stuff. But we've already established these are open, so you're going to have a wide variety of skill level, including things, guys like this guy, me. 
I really love chess clocks because I am not an asshole, but I do have bad ADHD and I take too long. I play armies that are big and have too many models for my skill set. And it's hard for me to get through a game. Having the chess clock actually relieves a lot of stress off of my shoulders because if I if I play slow, I suffer. I don't ruin the experience for for the other guy. So like I bring a chess clock and say, This isn't for you, this is for me, because I, I don't want to screw you out of a fair game. And so that's for, from a personal perspective, like chess clocks take a lot of pressure off of me. And if I take too long on a decision, that's that 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 hurts my game, not not my opponents. And I can also choose: do I want to think hard here, or do I want to try and play fast? Um, I don't have to always feel like I'm rushing. I know how much time I have. I can budget it accordingly. So it's a really useful tool to for enjoying a tournament situation for me. Because no matter what, some people are just going to find the fact that there's time at all stressful. Um, I think the other the, the flip side to this argument is don't have time rounds. Right. Like that's that is a way to do it, too. You play to the end, like baseball, cricket, any any number of things you you, you play to the end of the game. You don't play to a time limit. The mm -hmm. issue is if you have multiple rounds in a day, that might be hard. But no one's done the social experiment. I, I it was pitched again. Um, What's by, the social experiment? The social experiment of not having round times. So you don't you, you say no round times. We, right. we start the next we've round. Done it, when we've everyone's done finished. it on TTS, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And then you end up with six-hour fucking games. Mm -hmm. So the difference with TTS is you don't have a room full of people tapping their feet around you. <laughs> so that's what that that was what I thought. Maybe that would add an element is that you become aware of time when everyone's waiting for you, and you become aware of do we want to finish this game or is it can we just call it now? You know, like I don't know. Maybe maybe not. But that was something I uh, that, that was pitched by. That's another. Um, Kelly, the, the Warzone Atlanta uh, TO proposal when this was really contentious because he also hated chess clocks. So he's like, well, why don't just not have round times? And that, everyone said, that's stupid. It'll never work. I was like, I don't know. And Pete said it was stupid. It never worked. But I thought maybe maybe it'd be interesting. I mean, it, it is stupid. It would never work. But it would be interesting, too. I don't disagree. <laughs> uh, right. Anyway, listen, Pete needs to get back to bed or try to go to sleep anyway. So we, sh we should call it today. Uh, next week, we'll be getting an update on whether or not Pete has maybe what read the at least the rest of the Wikipedia article. So uh, Tony moves back in with Tony. Superhands develops a crack cocaine addiction. He does. Jez meets, falls in love, and starts an open relationship with Nancy, played by Rachel Blanchard, the an attractive is, and happy-go-lucky American. His crack is very addictive, is the point Superhands likes to make. That's true, though. Very Moorish. That's true, though. Yeah. You get so much done, though, when you're not yeah. doing it. So that's you're going to go on a journey. You should Five watch ants. it. Um, uh, you guys got any shout-outs before we head out today? Um, Shout-out to the FLGN, to Richard Hughes, to uh, getting these things off the ground. Hopefully to 4K Stat Center. Sorry, Pete. That's um, nice. And uh, and shout out to Honest Wargamer and Rob Symes because every time I'm in a jam, that man answers his phone and he helps me. And it's very generous and I really, really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. No problem. Anytime. Uh, Pete, you want to shout anyone out today? Um, I'm, Outward Realms, I think today's the last day of the Kickstarter. So if you want in on the cheap version of all the models, do it. Um, because it's, it's moving to distribution right after this. And... Um, Nope, I don't like anybody else, so that's it. What about <laughs> what about what about uh, anyone out there would like to send Pete which, which specific 
uh, Grot and or Cruel Boys model. That you're looking I mean, for I need I like I I tweeted this. I absolutely need the Shaman from the Cruel Boys set and the Pot Grot. Mostly the Shaman. If I get the Pot Grot, it will make me feel better. But the Shaman, if I don't get it, my bones will melt. I will no longer have bones. Um, I don't know what I'll do with that. That was I, everyone. Just scroll. send him every model except that one, and let's see what Pete looks like without bones. Mm. <laughs> I'd say Pot it's probably similar. Pot it is. Like life, I'm, I am pretty fat, so like I don't know if we'd notice the difference. Um, thank you. My shout out, obviously, Twitch chat. Uh, thanks to every podcast for staying hydrated. Thanks to everyone on the YouTube thugs. The thuggery is real. Um, uh, so I appreciate all of you. Thanks to Nogal Matthew. Thanks to everyone for resubscribing. Thanks to these two for getting up, uh, especially early and talking through some fun issues all the time. You're all amazing people. Thanks for listening to Honest Wargamer, and we'll see you soon.